You are now listening to Ride With Me, the Flat Tenerity Podcast. Welcome to Ride With Me, episode number 30. Dude, 30 episodes already. I can't believe I'm freaking that far. Today is November 28, 2020, and today's guest, his mother-in-law cuts my hair. Yeah, she does. She's a barber. <laughs> she is a barber. She literally lives right here. She Her shop is literally five houses from my... Yes, sir. Uh, she's five houses from here, so that's it's pretty cool. It's funny because when we first moved out here, we I I, I would go. Why didn't I introduce you, bro? Yeah. Your name again? <laughs> uh, my name is Jake Bondrade. I am 24 years old. I have my own podcast, and we met each other through podcasts. And this is actually the first time that we ever met each other in person. In person, and we're doing a podcast. Now I always do say that I watch who I bring around the house, but technically you didn't meet the kids. They kept inside. I'm like, this guy's a stranger danger. Stay inside. For sure. No, I'm playing. Yeah. But no, because just by speaking to your mother in law, speaking to you through email through email and, and, and Instagram, you, you know, you seem like a cool kid. You know, yeah. you're a freak and you just had a baby. Yeah, he is two weeks old. Yeah, how is that going? Uh he doesn't let us sleep. Uh yeah, well this is a little break, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's I'm glad to be here. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, no, so I, I, we were we were looking for a haircut place, and we didn't even know where to go to, so we got in the car, and we drove. Because at first, when we first moved out here, I think the first, I'm going to say, six months, every time we went back to Oxnard, where I'm from, mm-hmm. we went to the same lady that cut my hair for the past, since 2000. Mm, so so she cut my hair for 18 years, and now your mom took over. Yeah, you you were a loyal customer. Uh, I do. No matter what, did she always cut my hair? It was her. She was the one, and she's seen my kids from in the womb to what they are now. Oh wow! And so that day, we we're not from. Uh, okay, I can't wait. My hair is too long. I cannot wait till we go to Oxnard. So we took off for a drive, and no joke. Twenty minutes later, my kids come walking back. My wife's like, "What happened?" And like, oh, there's a shop right here, like <laughs> just walking distance. <laughs> so I sent them right back, and then when uh, when COVID hit, you know your mom, your mother-in-law would come over here. Mm-hmm. She cut her hair a couple times. So when the shop opened up again, I don't know why I mentioned a podcast, and she said, "Oh, my son-in-law does a podcast," and yeah. I'm like, "Oh, really?" And I showed her the little the little picture of mine, and then she's like, "Oh yeah, his is," and she looked through you on Instagram or something like that, and I found yours. And yours uh, was Random Topics. That's what you call it, right? Yeah, that's You want to give the name of it? Just Random Topics? Yeah, it's called Random Topics. And the reason it's called Random Topics was because I didn't want to get um, too focused on one genre. Um, Andy could probably uh, vouch for me that my episodes are random. Some of them are just funny. Some of them actually have some value to them. Um, But it's all random. It's sporadic. Yeah, so I think the first one I heard was this dude interviewed his dog. I, 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 how's that possible, bro? <laughs> oh, man. That was pretty funny, though. So, yeah, who was yeah. doing the voiceover for your dog? My wife. Your wife was playing the yeah. part of your dog. Yeah. That was pretty funny, dude. <laughs> yeah. And, and she gets really, we both get really into character with our dog because before we even made the episode, we would always talk for him. Right. So, he already had his personality before he was even on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, no, that was, I was, I told my wife, babe, this guy, interviewed his dog like yeah. i'm i'm out of the game like this guy interviewed a dog yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> where the hell I'm, i need to interview someone with my dog get over here man see what i got i mean interview, <laughs> i'm gonna interview the neighbor's dog or cat or some shit like that i'm gonna yeah. top you man Thanks. and then um you did an episode about uh credit score yeah yep. and every detail you talked about the credit score i was like 100 percent agreeing with you yep yep because 
my credit score was shot out at mm-hmm. before I even hit eighteen, bro. Mm-hmm. My, you know, it's very common. Cable and freaking, I had a cable bill. I had freaking so many. I was in so much debt before I even hit eighteen because my social security was used for like phone, okay. house phone, and yeah. cable and electric electric bills and all these bills weren't even paid and mm-hmm. I had no idea. So I never value. I never knew. No one taught me the value or how to have a credit score for sure. And little by little. Once I figured out what it was, then okay, so I got to do this, I got to do that, and I mean, right now I'm I'm, I'm happy at seven hundred. That's, that's I'm I'm sweet spot. But I used to be in the three hundreds, man. Yeah, and I, yeah, it's normal. And you know, when Papi Trump sent out that <clears throat> that checkacito, you know, that little check, mm-hmm. uh, oh, honey. that 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 uh, credit score went from five hundred to seven hundred, quick, paid some bills for sure. But yeah, no, every every step of the way, you were when you were, every. Everything you described on your pot on that episode about credit score, mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah, he's right. Yep, done that. Yup, yup, yup." So that was a that's a good one, man. Yeah, and and you know the the podcast that podcast episode is only about what ten minutes, and, short ones. Yeah, yeah, and it took me months to learn that because <laughs> because I was on my own, you know, kind of like yourself. Right. So that you know that's just if if you want to avoid uh, learning how credit scores work on but you know on your own just you know just listen to the podcast it's 10 minutes and there's a lot of value to it so yeah and then you did also like like you're doing real estate yeah so i'm currently a real estate agent for exp realty and um i i hand out referral fees so anyone who sends me a buyer or seller gets 500 dollars damn all right i'm gonna think of some buddies right now for sure think of some buddies but hold on let me open my beer man i yeah. didn't even open it dude i i am not I've never been into like beer. Like, you know what? Actually, somebody asked me, "How come you haven't talked about why you're not into beer?" Okay, first, I'm not a big fan of the taste of it. Mm-hmm. Second, I've seen what it could do to people. Mm. I had a buddy of mine that would apparently talk about the time he was abducted by aliens. Oh wow! So I was like, "Yeah, I don't know if I ever want to get drunk, where I'm going to talk about aliens," but um. I just seen like like just what it does to people and the stupidity that people do. And I've seen I was around alcohol my entire life. My mom always had parties and mm. and friends and everything that came over, and they're always getting wasted. A friend of mine punched a hole through the bathroom wall. And oh my god! Freaking clogged up our bathroom sink one day. I'm like, yeah, I'm never gonna drink, you know. But then obviously I hit some depressed times where I started drinking to see what the hell. It wasn't a good outcome. I was telling mm-hmm. you earlier. I, freaking one day had jägermeister with uh monster energy drink jäger bombs dude it was those it was those those big gulps from from sim 11 oh that's wow. it yeah we just fuck it the whole jäger so you don't jäger like bomber beer, or whatever you don't like beer but you just you just drink a lot of bad stuff yeah <laughs> yeah no joke i'm gonna say after that cup was finished uh about 30 40 minutes later a bunch of black stuff i puked a bunch of black stuff mm. so that was uh that was not good yeah and so now the only time i drink it like then well before after that i never drank again and then the only time i'll, I'll drink is uh when i beer pong obviously you've heard a couple of those stories mm-hmm. i only because i'm very competitive and i don't want to lose oh me too and yeah so this past couple of weeks uh i think a couple of weekends ago i ended up losing for the first time with these people out here and I retired, dude. I hang the hat. That's it, done. I, re- I lost two games. I'm done. I'm put retired. Up, put up the jersey. That's it, done. Hang it up. Retire my number. I'm done. But 
I got into these because they're pretty good, dude. What, they're what freaking. They? They're just hard seltzers from Belgian Beaver. Oh, nice. They're, you know, freaking 110 calories, 5.5 alcohol, and you really taste the fruit. So bottoms up. For sure. I'm gonna take a sip. You're taking a sip. Oh yeah. This one's passion fruit and guava. And where do they sell those? Um, just anywhere. Anywhere. I can't announce that on the podcast. Oh, for sure. I don't want to get sued. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get sure. sued. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's a couple of liquor stores nearby here that have them. Oh, for sure. I'll tell you off the podcast. Okay. But yeah, no, that's why I don't, I'm not a big fan of drinking, man. I just it, it, it um, I'm yeah. like I'll drink this and that's it. I'll probably have another one, mm-hmm. but I'm done for the day. I will never drink to get wasted. I think I did for my brother-in-law's wedding this last June. It was just a small thing. Yeah. Uh, we were playing so much beer pong, dude. I beat everyone there, but I was gone. I was yeah. <laughs> drunk. Yeah. And they're like, dude, you're an, you're an angry drunk, dude. Your face is like, fuck off to everyone. Competitive focus. Yeah, my wife had to take me upstairs and put me to bed because she's like, you looked pissed. I'm like, what? I was having a good time. She goes, you were pissed. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I will not drink on purpose to get drunk. I will only get drunk if I need to come out of retirement. For sure. And there is a lot of negative aspects to drinking. So kudos to you for not drinking. You're going to have, you know, you're not going to face a lot of the negative outcomes of uh, what other people. Even, you know, even like cigarettes, dude. Like yeah. I don't smoke cigarettes. I, for being 38 years old, I've never touched a blunt or joint or whatever they call them. I've smelled them, but I've driven in cars with people. Like I, I was in college and my buddy, my friend, she, um, she was, we were driving to school. She, I didn't, I didn't drive back then. So she picked me up. We were driving to school and the whole car stunk, reeked of fucking weed. And I got to class pretty much stoned. Hmm. You can smell it on me. You can, I, I, I know I was freaking stoned as fuck. Mm-hmm. And on the way home, I decided to not wait for them. And I just took off walking. I went walking and she, she finally caught up to me when I was pretty much close to my house and she's like, Hey, hey, hey I, I was going to take you home. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but I can't ride with you guys like that. I, I, I just can't. I've, I've, I'm secondhand smoking big time, especially for weed. And I'm going to class smelling like this. I can't. And she's like, so I'm sorry. I mean, we can't be friends. And you know, freaking nerdy little kid in fucking college. She gave up weed mm. as long as I did. Like, I don't know where she's at now, but yeah, for the, she, she gave up weed. So she's like, my friendship is more important than, than, than this blunt. So, and yeah. And, and we ended up going to, I ended up winning tickets for, um, a jingle ball concert. I don't know if you heard about those on the radio. Mm-mm. Jingle ball concert is like to have a bunch of people, artists. And that year was jingle ball 2000. Yeah. And, uh, I got to see Michael Jackson. Oh, you saw Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson. I saw Michael Jackson alive, man. Wow. He was getting, they give him an award. Um, so just YouTube, my, uh, jingle ball 2000. 2000 or jingle ball 2000 2001 and michael jackson gets an award i was there i was there but yeah no she she valued my friendship more so that, yeah again 38 years old never never smoked the weed yeah, and dude, any, anyone that could do that that is honor right there and even know? and even like people like dude the shit you've said on your podcast never never to me my drug was either freaking going to the beach and mm-hmm. fishing for eight hours and that's it or just staring at the ocean or whatever like it wasn't just alcohol wasn't that like you you forget your problems you, you, yeah. i've never really it never caught my attention right now to me it's i, I feel like it's i learned and i learned i learned when i was in um, going to 
to the Salvation Army Church, then when somebody hands you something at their house, it's never rude. It's always it's 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 rude if you don't accept it. Right. Just take it and drink it. Yeah. In this case, because I offered you a beer and you said yes, I'm going to drink one with you. Because oh, okay. <laughs> I don't have waters, but I got a beer. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I'll take a beer. Well, I said yes because I wanted it. <laughs> so I'll have one with you. For sure. But yeah, dude, again, 38, never never really drink, never did any kind of drugs. Never. I, I had a cigarette when I was like 14 years old because, again, I heard it releases stress. Yeah. That shit was disgusting. I smoked for a year. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, no, I couldn't do it. 19 to 20 smoking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it, bro but it doesn't feel good but it feels good like it, <laughs> it, it doesn't feel good to inhale but it feels good to exhale yeah i had <laughs> yeah. Well, i don't know if you heard the episode with uh, officer ricky got married and he asked me if i would freaking smoke a cigar with them yeah i did and this shit was disgusting dude yeah man i chewed tobacco um i tried dip i don't like dip you know i've tried cigars hookah um none of none of them were like a problem but i've definitely tried a bunch yeah (laughs) how old are you man 24 you said 24 okay everybody's i have a joke if you want to hear it go for it It, it's not an intentional joke i didn't make it up it's a true story go for it so i i'm a lyft driver right to make some extra cash yeah always 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 i pick somebody up hey how old are you Uh, 24 oh really you look 18 I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I get that all the time. Yeah, you know, that's over, why I had to grow yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, I can't even grow a beard, right? You know, I'm cursed. But so that happens over and over and over again, over and over, over and I'm just used to it right now. It doesn't yeah. phase me. And then I pick up a blind guy. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. He's blind. He can't see me. Okay. He comes in. We're talking. He's like, how old are you? And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, I'm thinking, oh, my God. And I say, I'm 24. And he's like, what? You sound 18. <laughs> and I'm like, he can't see me. But my facial reaction is like, Oh my God! He's blind. <laughs> he can't. He can't see me. So um, I guess it's in your, it's in your voice. You do sound yeah, really young, sure. man. You know, I sound young. I I yuck. I I yuck. I look young. I I coach a wrestling team. No, yeah, that's what I was gonna ask you. Yeah. It's like because you're you you've done a lot for for being only twenty four. Yeah. So a blind guy can tell you're eight. So sound you sound eighteen. Yeah, I sound like I'm eighteen years old. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> that's mind. crazy. No, I I got that a lot too. Even to this day, I think somebody told me today. Even today, it's like, hey, you look you look younger. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I am trying to lose weight, but yeah, dude, I saw on your Instagram that you you coach a wrestling team. Yeah, I how's co- that going with COVID? Um, so it's not right now. All we're doing right now is conditioning outdoors with masks on, social distancing. Um, and that's all we can do. And that's probably all we will be able to do until there's some sort of vaccine or something that's going on. So, yeah. What got you into that? I Okay, so I... Because you're into... Okay, so you're into real estate. Mm-hmm. You're into coaching kids wrestling. Mm-hmm. Done a bunch of drugs. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Just had a kid. Right. How do you juggle everything, man? Okay, great. I'm glad you brought that up. And I think of... So... Because real, real, real quick, What's up? this is my thing. I go to work eight, nine, maybe ten hours. I come home, either I podcast or I go play video games. I you video games have <laughs> a whole but, freaking yeah. agenda. So I'll tell you all my roles. So it's um, so I'm a dad, I'm a husband, I own two dogs, I'm a real estate agent, I'm a coach. Um, what else? Oh, I do. I'm a Lyft driver, um, and and I'm a full time student. So how do I do that? It all just so happens to come together. But the reason I bring that up is, um, so, you know those, I don't know how to explain it, but you know those guys that have sticks and they spin plates on them? 
I'm not sure what that talent's called, but I know what you're talking about. And then, like, once one's spinning, you get another one going. Going, yeah. Yeah, and then he eventually he has a bunch. Yeah. Okay, so I got that, that analogy from uh, Michelle Obama, which is Obama's wife. And she she referred that to Obama, said that that's how, how he is. Yeah. And then when I heard her say that, I was like, okay, so it's possible to handle multiple roles and responsibilities. And I gave it a shot, and it means so far it's been working. No, that's good for you, man. Yeah. And then you managed to schedule to come here. Yeah, exactly. So how'd you get into the wrestling thing? Okay, so I was 14. So I played basketball when I was in middle school. Um, and then Officer I, Ricky will like you for that? For sure. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was point guard when I was 12, whatever. <laughs> and um, so I, I, go, I get into high school and I want to try out for the basketball team. And um, there was this guy, his, his name is Abel Ariano. I had him for a Spanish class and he just liked me. He was a sophomore, I was a freshman, and he just liked me. And he, he kept picking at me to join wrestling. Gotcha. And I was like, no, you know? And and um, he's like, no, just come swing by, just you know, check it out. I go, I swing by, I check it out. I see a bunch of dudes, you know, beating each other up. <laughs> I want to do that. Yeah, and I'm no, not even that. Nope. I was I was four foot eleven. No, I was like, yeah, four foot eleven inches, ninety pounds, looking in there, and I was like, no, thank you, and I left. You know. <laughs> yeah. And then the next day, he's like, hey, so did you sign up? And I'm like, no. He's like, no. Like he just kept pushing it, like for some reason. And then I go again, and um. I, instead of going through the front door, I go through the back door because when I went through the front door, I saw a bunch of people beating each other up. So I go through the back door and I answer the back door and there was this guy named Jeff Vargas. He was like 215 pounds, a oh, senior. Shit. I'm a freshman. I'm like 90 pounds, like yeah. 4'11". And he's like, he's like. Dude, um, I think my son weighs more than you right now. Like at, at yeah, that age, at that age yeah, he's dude, six and he's only 11. <laughs> I'm a late bloomer. I'm 24. I sound like I'm 18. When I was 14, I looked 10, you know? Yeah. And, um. So I walk past him and he looks at me and he's like, he's like South Hills Wrestling State Champions 1981. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that's scary. And uh, I go in there, I go into the, the coach's office and I start speaking to the head coach. And uh, I, I ask him, you know, I'm like, hey, uh, this is my name and I kind of want to try wrestling. Yeah. And then he hits me with this. He says, he says, okay, I'll let you join, but only if you don't quit. That's what he said. Okay. He said, but only if you don't quit. And I'm like, shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, you know, and then I sign up and then now I just like made a verbal commitment from start to finish of four years of, you know, high school, never tried out for basketball. And I fell in love with the sport. It was like super uh, fulfilling, especially for my size. You know, there's different weight classes. Right. So I, I was able to wrestle at my weight. Um, I learned a bunch. I was super grateful. Uh, that I went through that experience, and now I'm trying to give back to uh, what the program did to me. That's cool, dude. I saw I saw a, com- a couple of your uh, uh, Instagram photos, and mm-hmm. it looks like you have a you had a nice size class, man. Yeah. Well, good for you, man. Thanks. And then you were also in the in the in the army or uh, Marine Corps. Marine yeah. Corps. So that's what made me g- get you to come on. So for sure. the other day, um, we walked this park right here around the corner, San Angelo Park. Mm-hmm. That's our go-to every day. We do it for about an hour. It's so about three miles a day. But I have a tendency of playing Pokemon Go. Grown-ass yeah. man yeah. plays Pokemon Go. So <laughs> at the same time, I was listening to one of your episodes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I listened to the one where you went to Syria. Yes, sir. I heard that story. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit. I want him to repeat that on my podcast. And I will do that for you. Because that was it was pretty cool. I mean, it was just... How you explained it, which mm-hmm. I'm going to let you do that. Yeah. When you said a certain point, we're like, well, you can't do this, but you know, this might happen, but you can't do this. Just the way you said it was freaking hilarious. Uh-huh. 
And I was like, dude, this guy has seen more than I have. And I've had my buddy Paul in here. He's been in the army. He's, he's been out there mm-hmm. also. He's he's told a story or two. And then I bumped into a guy the other day at um at one of my liquor stores that I call on. And he, it was Veterans Day. Mm. And he mentioned something about, you know, veterans or like whatever. And he, I, I can tell he, he was a veteran himself. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude. You know, hey, I have a podcast. Like right yeah, away, yeah. hey, I have a podcast. I don't normally ask random people, but you know, just how the, your interaction with this guy, your veteran, I, you know, you have a story. I would love to have you on the podcast. So here, catch up on this, and if you like what you hear, let me know. I was like, dude, I need to have, uh, I need to have this kid on here, man. So go for it, man. If you can remember the entire story, go for it. It's all you, man. Yeah, I'll do my best. I'll do my best. Okay. I mean, I started the episode talking about how I even got in there. Would you like me to start off there? Yeah, go for it. How did you get recruited and how did you led to, Okay. what was it, 2016 uh, story? Yeah, it was uh, late 2016 going into 2017 uh, was the, the- The story the, that I want you to talk about. Deployment, yeah. Yeah, go for it. Okay. All right. So here we go. So I was in the Marine Corps. And I joined in 2014. I got out 2018. And um, so I joined, right? I go through the boot camp, difficult. Go through the MCT, Marine Combat Training, fairly difficult. I go to my MOS school. I learned my MOS. MOS stands for uh, Military Occupation Specialty. It's just job. All right. And my job was uh, heavy equipment. So I did bulldozing, um, front end loaders, and forklifts, essentially. There was more, more than that, but that, those were the three main ones. So after MOS school, I got stationed um, with Combat Logistics Battalion 1. And uh, when I first got there, uh, that unit had just came back from a deployment. Uh, it was Afghanistan. And considering they just got back, it meant that there wasn't going to be a deployment within that unit for a while. And I didn't have an opportunity to deploy. Um, but I worked hard. And uh, I worked hard enough to the point where my staff NCO noticed me. And uh, when he had the opportunity to send someone to a different unit that was going to deploy, he considered me because of my work ethic. And I am grateful for that. His name was uh, Staff Sergeant John Louise. So he sends me to Combat Logistics Battalion 11, which is attached to a MEU. MEU is M-E-U. It stands for Marine Expeditionary Unit. Real quick, are you listening to your episode on your ear right now? Because you're going detail for detail from your episode. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to remember. Dude, everything. detail for detail. Go, <laughs> go, go. <laughs> so it stands for uh, Marine Expeditionary Unit. You know, it just means like mobile kind of. So um, we get attached to ships. There's three different ships. Uh, the battalion gets split up into three. I get put on the what's called the Somerset. And I deploy, right? So now I'm deployed with my little... Uh, unit within the bigger unit and we're sailing across the pacific it's a, this is what's supposed to happen so on a mew mews are going on all the time different units uh different mews are going on all the time and the point is you just sail across the ocean and you come back over a course of seven months and in the event that uh, the military needs you somewhere then they send you so that's essentially what happened to me. Typically, nothing happens. You sail across, you know, the ocean. You visit different ports, and then you come home. That's normally what happens. But that isn't what happened with my unit. This is what happened with my unit. So we we uh, begin our journey in San Diego. We port out on ship, sail across Hawaii. 
we go to Singapore, our first port. And then from there, we go to like Sri Lanka. And then we sail into uh, Djibouti, Africa. And then and then we do some training in Africa. You've been all over the place, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, a bunch of places, yeah. Um, nice. The farthest I've gone is El Paso, bro. <laughs> nice. That's the farthest I've gone. Yeah. I mean, uh, other than that, I haven't been very far. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we visit a bunch of places. And then during this time, the 2016 presidential election is going on. And I'm on ship. Uh it's predominantly Republican because military is predominantly Republican and there's, you know, a bunch of Republicans on ship and uh, Trump gets elected. Everybody's excited or whatever. And um, we're like, okay, cool, whatever. And um, this is, so this is, this is where, this is why we ended up going to Syria was because under the previous administration, they, they weren't really what, what you call trigger happy or like trigger eager mm-hmm. or whatever. And we didn't, uh, for for the most part, people didn't go into, like, uh, combat operations. And so, under a new leadership, you know, now President Trump has been elected. He was setting up his staff, and one of his staff members was General Mattis, a retired Marine Corps general. And um, so, what MUSE do is they send up um, what's, like, just potential things that they could do when they're in a certain area. And that's what they do. They send it up. And one of those things was, was what was what was going on in Syria with uh, ISIS at the time. And there was a different, uh, there was multiple conflicting interests within Syria, but ISIS was one of them. And uh, those orders go up. And between, I guess, Trump and General Mattis, they decide that they should be um, uh, American influence within Syria. And they approve that mission. And then it, it trickles back down to us. And we then get orders that we're actually going to go to Syria. And uh, my MU was split up into three different uh, combat logistics detachments, and only one of the three combat logistics detachments went, and that was my combat logistics detachment. And it's based off of, uh, like, your work ethic. Because, you know, they're not just going to send their worst combat logistics detachment to a random They want the best. Yeah. And so it all comes back to, like, work ethic or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, that's what we did. We were We just... Like when you go to Amazon, you buy what's five stars. Exactly. You guys were five star. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Nothing close, but <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but hey, that's all I got. That's what I got. I saw Amazon box somewhere. Yeah. So that's what I got. <laughs> yeah. So um, my detachment gets picked to go, and it wasn't just my combat logistics detachment. There was a combat engineer battalion that got picked to go. There was an infantry de- detachment that got picked to go, um, and whatnot. So we get the orders. Uh, they tell us, hey, you're going to Syria, and this is what might happen. Uh, you know, they don't abide by typical combat rules. They might use stuff like gas. Yeah. Um, so expect that, you know, and we're just like, okay. And then they say this. This is what really threw me off. They said, And I think this is the part that I'm yeah. like, holy shit. Yeah. They said, you can't tell anybody where we're going. Yeah. You cannot, like you, you, Jacob, you're going to Syria, and you cannot tell your family you're going to Syria. Your family thinks you're on a, a mew, which yeah. you're just going to float around, come back home. But that's not what's going on. You're going to Syria to uh, assist against the fight against ISIS, but you cannot tell your family at all. So I'm like, okay, shit. So I was literally, I was in Djibouti, Africa. They were telling us that, and I'm like, holy, like, crud. And um, so then, yeah, like, I might die, you know, and I can't yeah. even tell my family. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, holy shit, I'm listening to that, and I... I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, dude, I'm playing Pokemon Go and I come to a stop and like, 
the hell did he just say? Re, you know, rewind 15 seconds. Holy shit. <laughs> and that really happened, though. But then I, I kind of laughed. I'm like, because he's technically here. He's going to come to the house. I'm yeah, going to invite yeah, him over to the house. He's alive. He's here. <laughs> so that makes it funny because, like, the way you said it was like, we might die, but we can't tell our family. We literally can't tell her. And they were serious. They yeah. Were, one person told their, oh, shit. their, I think, his girlfriend or wife. Yeah. And he, they cut him off. He wasn't allowed to go anymore. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was like kind of like. Ah, he shot himself in the foot on purpose. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. But here's the thing, too, is you would think that. Marines would have loved any other Marine would have loved to have been in my position and been like, yeah, and sit here and be like, yeah, I, I went to Syria. Blah. Yeah. They, they, and there's not a whole lot of uh, deployment opportunities in the military. So something like that is gold to them. Yeah. You know, so when you say shoot yourself in the foot, it depends who it is. But for the most part, no, they want to go. Yeah. You know, well, except for that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, so anyway, so they tell us that and I'm like, OK, I cannot tell anybody where I'm going. Yeah. And uh, but I might die. Yeah. So, so I actually I do this and I haven't told anybody this. So I'm going to put it in. Oh, here. shit. All yeah. right. I'll take it. I walk to a Porter John and I take out my notepad and I start writing like if I die, like what am I going to tell my family? You know, I'm and I my PlayStation three to my son. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> born son. It wasn't like a will. It was one of those like reminiscing. Things, yeah. Yeah. You know, thank you. You know, don't be sad. Like whatever. And but kind of, don't they do that? Like I think I saw that in a couple movies where they have like letters attached to them, and then like yeah. when they die, that's the first. Yeah. Not only do they grab the, the dog tag, but yeah. they'll grab like whatever letter is on them. Yeah. So I did it a little differently. I wrote it out. Yeah. And uh, I sent a package uh, to my friend. His name is Gary Lewis here back home. And okay. I told him I was like, "Hey, I can't tell you what I'm doing or anything, but like, if I die, <laughs> uh, can you please make sure that this letter gets to my family?" Yeah. And okay. He said, "Yeah." So I sent it to him. He got it. And um, he never read it out of respect. Too. That's good. That's cool. Yeah. And then um, I'll go back to to the story. But when I got home, he gave it to me and I just threw it away. Well, you didn't have to. That's good. Yeah. So, yeah, I did that. Um, it's one of those things. Uh, well, I always compare wrestling with the Marine Corps. And I'll, I'll put it like this. Wrestling was the toughest thing I've ever did physically. Okay. The Marines mentally, it's just, you know. Can I cuss on your podcast? I already did a couple times. Right. At first, <laughs> at first, I try to stay away from yeah. that. It just happens naturally, okay. dude. Mentally, the Marines just fuck me up. <laughs> That's what I had to say. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was very hard. Like to you know just to like mentally prepare yourself for stuff like that was was challenging. Um, so yeah, I did that, and then so to continue with the story, I we flew out to Kuwait, where we did um, basic training. We uh, BZO'd our weapons. Um, just training in Kuwait, and it was really cold in Kuwait, and we didn't have the proper gear. Yeah, you said that to on your handle yeah. the cold. Yeah. So I was cold. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like spooning my best friends oh! in the back of a truck. Oh wow! <laughs> did not care. Nuts, but doesn't matter. Yeah, did not matter. I am cold. You're cold. Come hug me. You know? yeah. And uh, <laughs> and uh, the training schedule was rigorous in the sense that we didn't get much sleep. Yeah three hours a night for a couple of days pretty pretty shitty but it is what it is and then from there we fly out to syria and on the plane over there it's like holy shit we're going to syria and then I, we landed there at night and uh i walked off and like it just kept repeating in my head like holy shit i'm in syria yeah like and you know i'm walking oh i'm walking like i point at the dirt right below my feet i'm like that's syria <laughs> <laughs> you know? like it was just like holy crud that stars above syria <laughs> yeah so you know now we're we're in syria the Marines are in Syria, the Army's in Syria, the Navy's in Syria, the Air Force is in Syria. Like, everybody's there 
um, in Syria. Uh, and, you know, we all have different purposes, functions, right. or whatever. And But this is the whole, the whole thing. There was two main operations. The Air Force, fly over, drop bombs. That was the main one. And the, the other main one was the Marines' artillery. The Marines brought in four artillery guns. Just four. Just four. And it, they did... For how many of them? The, well, four artillery guns for the, the whole, whole thing. Like, all the Marines... Every, everyone that was there was there for those four artillery guns okay. and the Air Force. Okay. And, you know, like, uh, artillery, if you ever, like, YouTube artillery, crazy. It's a gun, a big cannon, a gigantic cannon that can kill you from three to nine miles away or more. 20. Oh, shit. You know, okay. I don't, I'm not an artilleryman, but it's, like, crazy. Like, you could attack, like, downtown LA from here. Like it's, Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. So, the purpose was this. ISIS is in Syria, and the way I take it, what's going on in uh, the people that are calling the shots is this. They said, so we want to eliminate uh, ISIS in Syria, but we don't want Americans to die. So how can we do that? So the Americans partnered with, uh, they called them the Syrian Democratic Forces. Let them die. Let them die. Like that's <laughs> literally, but here's the thing. They were already fighting them. Yeah. So for us to go in and support them was a plus on their end yeah yeah so that was their logic was support them have them fight them hand to hand while we just support them with artillery and air force and it worked out really well because it worked okay Um, so um my job was to you know as a heavy equipment operator was to like load the ammo transport it over to the artillery pause and uh, provide them with their ammo and then pick up all their like dunnage which is all the excess from the previous ammo yeah, yeah. and then give them water food or whatever just constant rotation okay so that they were always constantly shooting and um that was hitting isis hard while the the kurd slash sdf was going in and you know fighting hand to hand and also dying they were dying in mass numbers too they had a radio every morning they would like give numbers be like oh. okay there was a uh, a fight going on here whatever and you know this this amount of isis died and this amount of kurds died oh wow every morning so there was stuff going on me personally did i ever shoot someone no you know did i have to go through that no but did any marine have to go through that while i was there the the two months that i was in syria yeah no, no we were just supporting and it worked out great because isis ended up you know being successfully suppressed and uh and then uh, Trump pulled the, the troops out of Syria. But there was like controversy between General Mattis and Trump because General Mattis wanted to keep them in Syria, but Trump didn't. And um, then, then I think that's why General Mattis resigned, but I don't know for sure. But that was basically the gif of what was going on down there. I also got shot at about five times. And the base that I was at got shot at more than 40 but oh, they, wow. they missed every single time. <laughs> they should have stayed in school. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't know how to... Uh, shoot um, their their indirect fire. Okay. So, yeah. Well, that's a good thing for you. That's a plus for you. Yeah. And then I, I came home and um, that was it. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. I mean, I never, I, I, I was in college and I signed up to go to the army. Mm-hmm. I guess I just wanted to get the hell out of Oxnard. Just get out of here. I was, what, 18, 19 maybe. And um, the guy said, well, you didn't graduate high school, but because of the fact that you're in college, if you pass this test, 
it uh you know we'll get you in you will we'll take you and i i'm I'm okay at math and I'm, i suck at english mm-hmm. i don't know why i passed the english test and i and i missed the math oh, okay and no joke months later that's when 9-11 happened happened oh crap so maybe it wasn't meant for yeah. me to go maybe that saved your life yeah <laughs> uh, yeah because i'm i'm okay at math i suck at english but i passed the english it's weird how that works right yeah and but you know, like like everything happens for a reason i guess so it's mm-hmm. like i was getting ready to go but then that didn't happen 9-11 happened and then two months later two two years later i yeah. you know become a become a dad yeah so yeah it was it was meant for me not to go but the stories that i hear from my buddy paul and what you're saying and just like dude hats off to you guys man Appreciate when it. they when they freaking say you know you know freaking veterans day and you know, thank you for your service. Like, I freaking mean it, dude. Thank you for your service, dude. Thanks, like you man. said, you maybe didn't shoot a gun, yeah. but you still helped them fuckers yeah. shoot their guns yeah. <laughs> to help you guys win that battle. Yeah. You know, but yeah, dude, I heard your podcast episode and I was like, holy shit, I want to see if I can get them on here. Oh, here I am. Yes, freaking, it's, uh, it was intense, man. Yeah. It was, it was a good experience so overall. I uh, yeah. made some great friends and glad I went through it. Yeah. Overall, yeah. Hey, things happens in your life that it makes you who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, today, like, it's funny because just the other day I was saying it that if I didn't have the, if I don't, if I didn't have the life that I had, I don't think I'd be the person I am today. You know, because I've been through the struggles and I've been yeah. through hell and back. Yeah. And even like my wife's uncle said, well, my uncle now, um, Uncle Roy, like he said, was like, you beat the odds. Nine out of 10 would have killed themselves. Mm. So, yeah, if it wasn't for the the life that I had, I w- or you know, I wouldn't be who I am today. Yeah. And to have a again, to have a fucking podcast that I didn't even think it was going to be this I think it's successful, man. Like 2000 downloads almost. Oh wow. Freaking every week someone wants to be on here. I'll ask somebody to come on, they'll they'll, they'll jump on board and right now I have this little device that now I can make phone calls and try to see if I can get them that way. I have a buddy in Santa Barbara that might come on. He has to clear his name from a couple episodes ago. I called him a criminal. Mm-hmm. So he wants to clear his name. <laughs> so, um, yeah, dude, freaking, yeah, like I said, I, I back to your podcast. I've been listening to your podcast. And I don't really, it's like, you don't even listen to podcasts, but you have a podcast. I'm like, well, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I found out I found out a, a couple of coworkers from ours in, in Santa, San Bernardino area. They have a podcast. Mm. I started listening to that one. But um, you, man, you need to catch up on your podcast, dude. I agree. You said, hey, you saw one episode. You said, hey, I'm going to record one once a week. I'm yeah. going to be like Flat Tire Andy. And yeah, I'm ashamed. You, you, <laughs> you dropped the ball on that I one, man. I dropped the ball. I, I was mistaken. A- I asked your mother-in-law, hey, what's going on? How come he hasn't posted anything? He goes, yeah, he dropped the ball. I'm like, yeah, he's missing. Yeah, you know, I, I said I was going to post every week. And um, I hate making excuses. But <laughs> apart from all of what was going on in my life, like like we said, I had a baby going to school doing all those other roles like we mentioned before a part of it was also laziness i'm not gonna lie <laughs> yeah. but um this is encouraging i'll probably make another one because of this episode yeah, yeah go for it man like i said dude i uh i i, I bought all this equipment i freaking I, I i once you leave i'm gonna put it all away and cover it up with this tablecloth that my mother-in-law's not very happy with because i'm using it for this <laughs> yeah they had it in a box up there somewhere and now i'm using it for this and i like doing this man i like setting everything up and getting it ready to go and you know like strap the 
the freaking tripods everywhere. So it's cool. I like it, man. Yeah, for sure. I like it, dude. If anybody wants to freaking do a pod, it's not that, it's not that difficult, man. Oh, it really isn't. Yeah. You start off with your laptop, right? You record off of your laptop. Yeah, I, I basically I just I made a, I made a podcast and it's free, and you know unless you want to pay for services that help you promote your your podcast, but. Yeah, I just made it, and then I bought real cheap microphones. This is the first time I'm talking into expensive, high-quality <laughs> microphones. I bought, like, two $20 microphones, and then um, I started working off of that. And um, so, yeah, my podcast isn't the best quality <laughs> in, in regards to, like, you know, mics. I, but I remember the first email I sent you. Hey, what kind of microphone are you using? And you're, like, yeah. you're quick to show me which one. And I'm, like, Psh. No, yeah. no, 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 no. You need to work with these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I didn't know what was your intent behind the message, yeah. you know. But I was like, I don't know. Maybe he just wants to know because he likes them. Yeah, <laughs> no. There's, there's like, I started off with this little cheap microphone as well. It was only like thirty bucks. Mm-hmm. But uh, then I found these, and I like them, dude. I like the quality, and, I, and then I follow like certain YouTube influencers, mm-hmm. and I noticed that a couple of them have like the same microphone. I'm like, dude, I think I did the right call. Oh, for sure. So, but and um keep doing them bro i just do this for this is fun to me this is fun like yeah we're having a, like i tell people like that to come on a podcast well i don't know what to talk about there are multiple you know how many people out of 30 episodes you know how many people came that came here we had nothing to talk about but we end up pulling a freaking yeah. 45 hour minute you know conversation yeah, like man. you have a brain the brain is the most powerful thing in the universe yeah how are you gonna tell me you don't know yeah. You know, I had no intention of talking about my background on drinking beer, but it happened. Exactly. You know, so it just a podcast is just freaking talking, just talk. A buddy of mine came over from from Ojai and he was on his way to Vegas, and we just talked. Freaking dogs came up. We talked about dogs. It's just having a conversation, but in front of microphones. Hmm. And dude, your story was. I had to get you on here, man. Appreciate it, man. Some people don't appreciate it, but it doesn't matter. You know. No, I I like to do it. I was like, yeah. I'm telling you, I was walking doing my thing for the day and my cardio for the day and listening to your podcast. I did listen to the one with the Zoom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's uh, bad quality. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was the Zoom. It was that one's Zoom. uh You ever want to use my microphone, so you're more than welcome to come use them here. Thank you. Just bring I, a I chip. It, bring yeah. a chip and <laughs> go ahead. But real quick, before we end this podcast, your baby. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's two months. Like a couple weeks, like two. Oh, that's two right. Weeks. My bad. A couple weeks. Yeah. And... Uh, How'd that go? How was it? Like you said, you couldn't sleep. Yeah, man. I mean, we, me and my wife, we decided to have a baby. You know, I always like pitch ideas to her that I know she's gonna say yes to. Yeah, and, you know she's gonna say yes oh, to. Oh yeah. Is she gonna hear this? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's okay. Like I'd be no, like, no, no. I, I heard. Yeah, my, your mother-in-law told me that your wife listened to my podcast. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. She goes, your boys sound very educated, yeah. or they they act very educated. And she's like, no, no, no. Your mother-in-law said, like, no, 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 they really are that educated. They come here to get haircuts, and they're reading books. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I'm glad. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Yeah, your, your kids are uh, smart from what I can hear. Yeah. You know, they're not, they're not dumb. They're actually, like, you know, cognizant. I just can't get them to talk. <laughs> I can't get them on here. It is what it is. <laughs> I started those .5 episodes. Yeah. I only got two of them done. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they couldn't get them talking. Got you. But, um, yeah, dude, it's uh, two months, two, two weeks yeah, I like, yeah, I I pitched the idea to her, but like, hey, like, let's have a baby, you know? She's just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And then, you know. Uh, let's we, not fight it. <laughs> yeah, and then we had a kid, you know, she was pregnant, she's still going to school, she didn't stop going to school, and um, she had a baby in the middle of the semester, the, me- the semester's still going on, and um, 
she's juggling the baby and school if you ask her she'll tell you you know don't have a baby and go to school at the same time yeah but she's she's been handling it that's good good so let's say you have a full plate and you're on it and she's doing the same thing education is one of the smartest yeah. best thing you guys can do it's yeah, like trying with me again i wasn't didn't really go too much school and i tell my boys you guys need it i you guys need it you guys need education like with you know the whole distance learning I hate it for my little one because I don't think he's catching it as much as he he used to. He uh-huh. he dude he wasn't he was in gate he's in gate that's because that's how smart he is. So now I feel like he's slacking because of the whole yeah you know. But dude, any um any last minute words before I cut you off or last minute words? Any last uh, uh just credit re- scores? <laughs> yeah, please remember to check out my podcast Random Topics by Jacob Andrade on if, Spotify. Yeah. Or? Uh, it could be on Spotify, Apple, um pretty much any podcast platform from what i know i haven't not seen it on any of those and yeah if you're you know real estate needs let me know and um i run a kids club for wrestling so if you have a kid from fifth grade to eighth grade that wants to know how to wrestle you know reach out we can get them to wrestle obviously not i right think now i'm gonna say I'm, i think i'm gonna send you my kids because they freaking pull a ladder on me the other day oh, really? wait no i pulled a ladder they pulled a shovel <laughs> yeah they could they'll learn how to wrestle they'll, they'll learn how to defend themselves beat somebody up um, and then whatever high school they go to, they'll be ahead of the game if they do decide to wrestle. So, yeah, but that won't be for a while until COVID's over. And, uh, yeah, those are pretty much my services that I have to offer. All right. But, well, dude, again, uh, thank you for your time in the military. Freaking thank you for your service. I appreciate you. And like I end every podcast, thank you for riding with me. Let's ride. Ah, <laughs> totally think of something clever and you did. <laughs> thank you for listening to Ride With Me. The Flat Tire Indie Podcast. You can also listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, and Podbean.